you. Good morning, church. How you doing? Doing good. It's good to be here this morning. Uh, again, my name is Alex Quintanilla, and along with my wife, Amelia, we lead the high school ministry in our church. We are very blessed today. You know, it's, it's, been, it's been a little crazy in the Quintanilla household this, few, you know, this last few months. Um, we, had, uh, we had camp season. So, you know, we went to youth camp and teen camp, you know, so the camps for the fifth through eighth grade uh, kids and then for the high school ministry. It's just a lot of work, just a lot going on, and it's a great time, but it's just, it's a lot happening. Uh, in the midst of all of that, we had, we had a three, we actually have a three-month-old son at, at the house, the little picture up there. Don't, don't, let, don't let him fool you, don't let him fool you. He can be terrible sometimes. But now we have, we have two boys at the house, and uh, it's just crazy. I mean, life, nobody told me it's going to be this intense. Um, you know, in the last three months, we probably slept for about three minutes. So that sounds about normal. And, uh, you know, I, probably the, the hardest thing that happened is that I had to stay home with both of them. <laughs> they don't prepare you for that anywhere. You know, my wife usually says, they are fed, they're ready to go, they're going to be here peaceful, they're going to sleep, you know, when I'm gone. Right? She walks through the door and they both start crying. It's like they are, they, they're ready to go and, and it's so difficult. You know, I feel like I'm, I'm there with them for hours and hours. My, mom, my wife reminds me it's like only 30 minutes, but it just <laughs> feels like a long time. It's hard. Sometimes I'm like, Jesus, take me now. I'm ready. <laughs> but, but, you know, you know, if you're a parent, I just want to say, I might respects to you. <laughs> it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. You know, there, there's, there's, there's one or two moments when you feel, you know, things are good or things are happy, right? It's like one or two, like, oh, yeah, it's a good thing. No, it, it is a blessing. It's a great thing, you know, um, so very excited for that. But it's, it's been crazy, so I'm glad to be here. I just came here to, like, stay away from them for a little bit. <laughs> so invite me more often. <laughs> uh, the title for today's lesson is uh, God's Plans for Me. You know, and I, I don't know how many of you uh, have made plans that failed, right? Any of you have made plans that failed at one point in your life? Okay, do we have any, any brave souls? Let me give you a second to think about a plan that fell that you want to share with us. Because I'm going to share with you something that, a plan that fell for me, but I kind of want some encouragement, okay? I just want to know that not, I'm not the only one. So if you have a plan that fell, it would be great if you can share with us this morning. If you raise your hand and wait. Yep. <laughs> that, that was pretty quick. <laughs> yeah. Okay, all right, thank you for sharing. Anybody else? Any plans to... Okay. Anybody else? <laughs> yep. Yep. 
Sounds good. Yeah, last, la- okay, a few more, yeah, last one, yeah, right here. <laughs> yeah, Mary Kay, yeah, and with you. Uh-oh. That's that plan change. Now, I actually have to tell you a plan of me that failed, but um, I didn't want to share this with you because it's very it's ve- embarrassing. So can we just kind of keep it here? Are we record- Can you cut the recording right now? Just kidding. But um, I, I feel like I have to sit down for this. <laughs> so what had happened was, <laughs> um, like seven years ago when, uh, when we were first hired to do high school ministry, uh, it was around May, and our first job was to get a bus to take kids to camp. Some of you are here that were in that bus, I know. So, you know, so, so what I did is, like, so I, start, I started, you know, went, in, went online, I started looking for, for companies to, to get the kids to, to camp, and I found, like, six companies, started calling all of them, getting, you know, different prices, um, and one of the companies mentioned something that, for me, was very interesting. They said, okay, you have 32 kids, we have a party bus, you can take him in. <laughs> so, so I said, that sounds great. I mean, a party bus, they actually, it was, it was a lot less money. They told me it has a 42-inch screen TV on it. I mean, back then, it was, it was big iPod connectors, there's a fridge so the kids going to be drinking, uh, sodas all the way there, and they're going to have a great time. They can play video games. I said, okay, I'm just getting into this thing. These kids are going to love me. <laughs> I mean, who doesn't want to go to camp on a party bus, right? <laughs> who? I mean, who? I wanted to go on the bus, but I had to go before, so I didn't see the party bus. First mistake. So the bus showed up and, uh, you know, picked up the kids. I guess from outside it looked okay. Uh, but when, you know, they got there, and the thing is, like, we had a lot of luggage. The kids had a lot of, lot of luggage, so they put it on the back, and it, it stopped the air conditioning from flowing. So no AC. Uh, and a two-hour ride up the mountains with 36 kids cramped together next to each other. Uh, you know, the TV did not work. The iPod did not work. Uh, the kids were all crammed up in there. It was I, something that they not, did not men- they failed to mention about this this bus is that it had a dance pool inside. <laughs> I'm telling you, I didn't want to tell you this. And uh, a dance pool, yeah. A dance pool, yeah. You know what that is, right? You, I don't have pictures. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to demonstrate that in here because I think that that would not go well. But, you know, so the kids get to camp. 
And, and the first, and I, and I see all of them just, just like drenched in sweat. <laughs> they all coming out like, they coming out of, I don't know, we're out of where. Like, it's like they, they were coming out of a sauna. And they're, you know, kind of crumbling out of the, the, the thing. And then, you know, some of the kids told me that was the worst ride of our life. <laughs> and by the way, there were some kids dancing on the pole. <laughs> so I did not get fired. That was the first thing I did. But that plan failed. Okay, so, all right, that's out of my chest. So I can tell you now. <laughs> I still have nightmares sometimes. I really do. Every year when the kids come to camp, I'm thinking, okay, hopefully not a party bus. Uh, thank you. Amen. Jeremiah 29, 11. How many of you know this, know this scripture? Okay, let's, let's, let's test it out. Since we're, right. For I know the I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to, and to, not, to ha- not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future, right? We know the scripture by memory, and it's so incredible because when God talks about plans, he says, I have plans for you. I have good plans for you. Not plans that are going to fail, but good plans. And I remember the first time I heard the scripture, and, and there was something inside of me that I started to believe this. I've never heard this before, and like, we really, God has a plan for me? I don't know if you remember when this was, if you ever read this scripture before, maybe it was the first time you were reading it, but God has Good plans for you, not to harm you, but to give you a hope and a future. And I love the scripture. This is so encouraging because God has plans and a future for us. And, you know, to be so excited about that. Now, it's important to know that God's plans are not to be imposed on us. He doesn't want to force his plans on us. I have plans, but I'm not going to force them on you. I just want to let you know that I have plans. But I, there's it's something that I've learned, uh, you know, being a Christian for, for a little bit, is that when God offers you something, when God promises you something, there's something attached to it. There's a little, little lesson attached to it that he wants us to take some steps. Because, see, you, can, you cannot experience God's plans if you don't do something about it. Right? I mean, this scripture was there before I, we, we even read it, before we even knew about it. And, see, God's plans, they were there, but we just didn't know. But once we know, and once we start taking steps, then we can experience God's plans. So he's going to tell us what are the things that we need to do. If we want to experience God's plans for our lives, if we want to experience what God has in store for you and for me, let's see what he is asking us to do. We're going to read Jeremiah 29, verse 4. And uh, this, is, this, is, this is the background of this story. This is what, what's, what's, what he's telling them before he tells them about this plans. This is what the Lord Almighty God of Israel says to all those who are carried into exile from Jerusalem to Babylon. Build houses, settle down, plant gardeners, and eat what they produce. Marry and have sons and daughters. Find wives for your sons and give your daughters in marriage. So that they too may have sons and daughters. Increase in number. In number there. Do not decrease. Also seek the peace and prosperity of the city. To which I have carried you into exile. Pray for the Lord. Pray the Lord for it. Because if it prospers you too will prosper. See God's expectations for us. Is that we can take some steps while we are waiting. 
Now, Jeremiah is about to tell them in a little bit that they're going to be here for about 70 years. They're going to be in this place where they have been cast off for 70 years. Now, people back then only live about seven, 60 to 70 years. So for many of, this, many of them, this meant they are never going to see what the next step is. They're never really going to see what, you know, what, what, in a way, that what God plans for them is. But in the meantime, he said, I want you to take some steps. I want you to build a house. I want you to settle there. I want you to get married and to have kids. Some of you are going to find this interesting. Find wives for your kids. Right? It's in the Bible, so Amen. Seek peace and prosperity in this city. Initiate. And he says that if you prosper, this city also will prosper. See, God's plans for us are great, but then he's asking us first to take some steps. See, buying a house takes a lot of planning, right? If you ever bought a house. Getting married takes a lot of planning. Derek is getting married soon, right? He was telling me, hey, there's a lot of planning. Having kids takes a lot of planning, right? All these things that God says, hey, I want you to already take some steps. I want you to, to be proactive here. And he also says that so we can make a difference. I love this because he says that we can make a difference in our city. That, that, that we have to be successful, that even our, the whole city gets impacted by what we do. Is that the case with us? And that's what I want to believe I want to believe that as a church, we have that capacity. We do. But are we, are we doing that? See, are you doing that? Am I doing that? Are we impacting the city? You know, there's one person that, I, I don't know if he's here, but it, it has increased my faith in, the, in this last few months. Her name is Lisa Cow. Are you here, Lisa? She's Kids Kingdom. Lisa, I did not know about Lisa until recently. Um, she... I basically started getting emails from her. She, I think she started helping with the, sixth, uh, the fifth and sixth grade kids. So I started getting these emails from Lisa, um, this excellent email, this fun events. And I'm like, who is Lisa? Who is creating these incredible events? And every time it was just like, just making it better and better and better. Um, eventually, she actually did a, a t-shirt concert, not concert, contest for... Concert, yeah, the whole poll thing is still with me, right? <laughs> she did this t-shirt contest, uh, and, I, and I was like, I don't think it's going to work, and I tried making shirts before, and it doesn't work. She made it successful. She, all, all, her sh all her kids were wearing these cool sh shirts at camp. She even made money. She handed me the money. She's like, hey, here's some money that was left over. Here you go. She created and edited and, and filmed a video that we showed at camp. And I was like, man, I'm liking Lisa. Lisa's awesome. And not just that, but she was there during the whole week serving uh, with the uh, as the nurse. And she was helping about 300 kids this whole week. See, Lisa was making a difference. Lisa was making a difference. And that just reminded me how, how many incredible people we have here. How many, how many incredible people we have that when they use their talents, when they, they make plans and they make excellent plans, God bless those plans. 
and they can make an impact in our lives. See, I don't know what type of plans do you have right now. Maybe it's a relationship that you're trying to build, or maybe it's a new job, or maybe, I don't know what it is. But we all have plans for the future, right? We all have things that we dream of, things that we want to accomplish. Now, God is about to give us instructions in how to do that. In Proverbs 16, point number one is God gives God something to work with. Let's turn to Proverbs 16 for a second there. Now, if you want your faith to increase, if you want to experience God, if you really want to see God working in your life, like, I'm not talking about, imagine, like, I'm talking about feeling it. I'm talking about experiencing God in your life. Give him something to work with. Give God something to work with. Maybe you're here today and you're, you know, opening to, you know, open to study the Bible. Maybe you're trying to figure it out what a relationship with God looks like. Give God something to work with. We're going to read uh, Proverbs 16 here together. It says, to human belongs the plans of the heart, but from the Lord comes the proper answer of the tongue. You're like, what, what is that talking about? Right? The humans belong the plans of the heart, but from the Lord comes the proper answer of the tongue. See, what God is saying here is that the first thing we have to do if we want to see our plans prosper is to make a plan. Is to let what's in your heart maybe even put, be put down on paper. That's, you know, God has plans, but he also wants us to make plans. That's the first thing he's like. He, he could have said, hey, I'm going to take care of you. You're good to go. You need to make any plans. Just kind of roll with it. But he says, you make plans. I want to know what's in your heart. You write it down. You get it out. You say it out loud. So that's our responsibility is to, to make plans, is to come up with ideas and kind of figure it out what God is working in your life. Like, what is God trying to tell me? But when you start listening to what God is trying to tell me, things just happen. You know, people just start showing up in your life. You know, I met with this brother uh, a few months ago, and I was, he was kind of helping me. He was helping me, and he, was, and he said, I think you should find a few older people in you that, that can help you too. So, you know, you meet with a lot of young people, and usually it's one way, so you need more people in your life given to you. So I said, he, you know, you think of a few people, and I said, yeah, I, I can think of two people that I want to, you know, build a better relationship with. So, so I meet with this brother, and I'm, you know, I'm like, I'm about to tell him, like, hey, I want to build a deeper relationship with you. And, and I, it's like in the tip of my tongue. I'm like, I'm about to say, I'm like excited here. I'm, I'm, you know, we have this incredible moment. And before I say it, he actually said, before you say anything, I want to tell you something. I'm like, oh, man. He said, I just want to tell you that I want to build a deeper relationship with you. And I, and I care for you, and I, you know, I just want us to be closer. And I'm like, oh, come on, I was supposed to tell you that. <laughs> See, but when you, start, when you start figuring out what are the things that you want to grow in, God starts putting people in your way. God starts showing his plans. God starts helping you. He's like, hey, I have good plans for you. Let me show you. Verse 2 says, all, uh, all a person's way seems pure to them, but the motives are weighed by the Lord. 
Sorry, getting, getting, getting back to, to the other one. Is it from the Lord counts the proper answer to the tongue? So first we make plans. The second thing is God is in charge of making them come to fruition. That's his role. That's not your role. That's not my role. We make the plans. We bring them to God. And God is the one that at the end is going to make them come to fruition. He's the one that's going to show you the way. He's going to show you if that's, that's the thing for you. Maybe it's not a thing for you. See, that's not a, resp- a responsibility. And God has the power to make any of our plans come to reality. God has that power in your life to make any plans that you're making come to reality. Now, this is something that we have to check. The next, next verse is, all persons waste is pure to them, but motives are weighed by the Lord. So it's very important that we check our motives. That you check the motives of, hey, God, I want a million dollars. I put it right down on the paper, so you figure it out. No, he wants to know, you know, you know a little secret here? It's not necessarily a secret, because he's saying it. Check your motives. If your motives are right, if your motives are, you know, what you're trying to accomplish, it's, it's going to help people. It's going to help the kingdom. It's going to help the church. It's going to help somebody. He's going to figure it out. He's going to work it out for you. But if our motives are selfish, not much happens. And you know that. You know, how many times have you prayed to win the lottery, right? Unless you want it and, and you're hiding out, let us know. Now we have to check our motives. There was, you know, there was a time in, in, in my life when I was, um, when things were just happening. Things were, whatever I prayed, it will become reality. Like, it was crazy. I, and I told some people, hey, so I pray for this. I pray for this new job. Next day, they gave me a job. And I pray for this other thing, and the next day, this thing happened. So people started asking me, hey, can you pray for me? <laughs> it's like, wait, what's the secret? Well, you know, something that I figured out was like, if I pray, you know, that th- these things that I'm asking you, that they involve and they help somebody else, God makes it happen. And, I, you know, I'm not the only one that can pray. We all can pray. So let's check our motives. Verse 3 says, commit to the Lord whatever you do, and he will establish your plans. See, what are your plans right now? What are the plans in your heart right now? What are the things that you're dreaming of right now? Are you committing those to the Lord? Does those plans include God in them? You know, again, are you, are you trying to build a relationship? Are you trying to get a new job? Are you trying to improve your business? Are those plans have God involved in it? Is God a part of those plans? Verse 4 says, The Lord works out everything to its proper end, even the wicked for a day of disaster. See, God, if, when you start making plans, you're going to have some naysayers in your life. Some people say, no, you can't do that. That's not possible. That's not going to work. When you start making plans, you hear some of those voices around you, and you're like, no, you're not going to be able to do that. Right? But God says that he's going to work out those weak people into the plan. See, those people are saying no. God says, hey, I can change hearts. I can work those people. I, I want to work it out. I mean, what is something in your life right now that you need God to work it out? What is something in your life that you think, oh, man, that, that health issue, or maybe that friend or that relationship, 
What is something that God has the power right now to work out? See, he has that power. He has, he has that power. He can work it out. Do you believe that? Do you believe that God can work out that in your life? Verse 5, the Lord detests all the proud of heart. Be sure of this, they will not go unpunished. See, when, when things are going well, let's not forget where things are coming from. Let's not get proud and be arrogant and, and remember who blessed you in the first place. See, all our blessings come from God. Through the love, through love and faithfulness, sin is atoned for. Through the fear of the Lord, evil is avoided. If we fear God, if he is our standard, we will avoid evil. When you're making plans, when we were making plans, there are situations that come our way where we can bend the rules, where we can be shady, we can take advantage, we can compromise our heart. But God says, the fear of the Lord, evil, it's avoided. You know, there's, there's, there's some people here today that are making plans, but you're going about it the wrong way. And, and, I, and I've, I've met, you know, sometimes, many, sometimes teenagers. No, but honestly, anybody. When we talk, sometimes we think about, you know, I have this relationship that I want to build. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to leave God outside for a moment. And I'm going to go and do my thing. And I'm going to come back. And then I'm going to include God. And then things are going to work out. And we, we know what happens. Things don't work out. But we believe and we think, well, you know, maybe, maybe I can do this. Maybe I can, I can make this happen. See, if we, if we include God in our plans, if God is part of our plans, they will succeed. If God is in, in the center of what we're building, we will succeed. The next one. Uh, point number two, I think I'm going to have to run here. I have five minutes, so... Uh, and seek advice. Um, you know, I believe getting advice is one of the most powerful things we have in our church. And one of the things that really helps us grow and helps us become, you know, who God has intended us to be. Uh, we have a lot of help from people that are wiser than us, that have gone through things, and that have really a good heart to help you. Uh, and the Bible says, plans fell for lack of counsel, but the many with many advisors they succeed. See, I learned early on uh, as a Christian is that asking advice is not asking permission. Asking advice is not asking permission. You know, because at the end, we're responsible uh, and we receive the consequences and we receive the blessings. So whoever gave you the advice, they're not going to deal with what you, decision you made. At the end, we make the decision and you live with it and you live with the blessings and the consequences. But we want to deal with what the Bible says is we need to get a lot of advice. We need to get as much advice as we can. And so what, is, what are areas in our life right now? What are the areas in your life right now when you're not asking advice? What are areas that you're trying to figure it out that you, you're kind of doing your own thing and you're not asking advice? Because the plans of the diligent lead to profit, but surely as, ha as haste leads to poverty. I'll tell you a quick story about a brother um, that's really close to me. I asked him permission to share this story. Uh, he, his name is William Martinez. Many of you probably know him. Uh, Willie graduated from, from college about 14 years ago. 
And uh, he came out of school with about $26,000 in debt, you know, which is not much, right, compared to how things are right now. But it's a great, you know, it's a big amount. Um, for 14 years, you know, I tried to make him minimum payments and try to figure it out. So this thing grew until now it, it was $31,000. So even making payments for 14 years, somehow, <laughs> and now it's 31. Uh, last year, uh, we did this financial uh, planning thing in our church. And uh, so he said, you know what, I want to just, I just want to make a plan. I want to, I want to get out of this. And he started asking advice and he met with some people. Uh, he had a, he has a reg regular job, but he said, I'm going to make a plan that by next year, I'm going to pay it off. <laughs> I was like, you don't, you don't even make $31,000 a year. I don't think that's going to happen. So he said, I'm going to pay it off. It's like, all right. And the first thing he did, he said, I'm going to increase my giving. I'm not going to give 10%. I'm going to give more. It's like, you're going, I think, who are you asking advice about this? That doesn't make, mathematically, that doesn't make sense. You should probably just give 10, man. You're, you're good. He said, no, I'm going to give more. Two months, as he started doing this, he made a plan. He said, this is what I'm going to pay. This is what I'm going to do. This is what I'm going to sell. Two months into it, he got a 20 not a 3% raise. He got a 20% raise at work. Two months into it. Two more months. He got an offer for a new job. This time was not 20% more. This time he doubled his salary. Doubled his salary. This last July, he made the last payment. And he's that's free. And my question was, Willie, why didn't you make a plan 14 years ago? <laughs> See, God was ready to bless when he was ready to make a plan. See, God is ready to bless you. And maybe you've been missing out. I mean, you've been, we've been missing out from God's blessing. God is like, hey, I'm ready to bless. I'm here ready. It's like the blessing is like right here on top of you. But I want you to make a plan. I want you to, to pray about this. I want you to put me first. Point number three as we finish this is uh, God's, is, is God's size dreams. We're going to uh, finish with this story here. Um, it's in 2 Kings verse 4, chapter 4, verse 1. Uh, but before we, we get to that, I want to I ask you right now, what are your big dreams? Why don't you turn to the person next to you and tell them about it really quick for 30 seconds. What are your big dreams? Now everyone knows. Now people know. All right, you can talk about it later. It's good. <laughs> you know, one of, one of my dreams for the church is for one day for us to have a building that we own. I, I dream of that. I think it's possible. It's big dreams. Uh, but we, we see a situation here where this, this woman is going through some hard times, and, and, and God 
teacher and, and tells her what to do with this situation. There, uh, Second Kings 4, verse 1. It says, The wife of a man from a company of the, the prophets cried to Elijah, Your servant, my husband, is dead. And you know that he revered the Lord, but now his creditor is coming to take my two boys as his slave. Not a good situation, right? Bad planning. Elijah replied to her, How can I help you? Tell me, what do you have in your house? Your servant has nothing at all, she said. She, she, the first response, she's thinking, you know, I, I have not much at house. I, there's not really much I have to offer. Sometimes we think that. Sometimes we think, there's, God, I mean, what do I have that you can work with? I'm not much to offer. Verse, verse 2, it says, except a small jar of olive oil. Of olive oil. This is the only thing I have. You know, back then, olive oil was something that was at a good price, and people used it to trade, and it was something that was valuable. So like, I, I just have this, this, this jar of olive oil. That's the only thing I have. Elijah said, go around and ask all your neighbors for empty jars. Don't ask for just a few. So he's like, see, God's plans and, and, and God's blessings are big. So don't ask for just a few specific instructions. Then go inside and shut the door behind you and your sons and pour the oil, pour the oil into the jars. And as each is filled, put one to the side. So you have something to work with. Elijah says, hey, there, there's something that God can work with in your life. But you know what you need to do? You need to pour it. You need, you need to be willing to take it out of the bottle and get it out and just be able to get, give it to God. You know, I, I can imagine, you know, and as she starts doing it, she actually goes inside the house with his two sons and one is passing her jars and the other one's filling, you know, putting the ones that are filled to the side. It's very interesting that, you know, Elijah's not there with her. He says, you go by yourself. Go inside your house. Because this is between you and God. This plans that you have, this, this dreams that you have, this, this issue that you have, God's going to work it out just between you and God. And she goes inside the house and she starts pouring the oil. And miraculously, the oil starts multiplying. And she starts filling up the jars. And she's getting more jars filled. See, God can work in our lives with something small. You know, what is something small in your life that you have that God can use? What is something that you, you think might not be a lot, that might not be big, but that God can multiply? That God can use, that God can use in an incredible way. She left them and shut the door behind her sons. She brought the jars uh, to her and she kept purring. When all the jars were full, she said to her son, bring me another one. But he replied, there's not one jar left. Then the oil stopped flowing. She went and told the man of God, and he said, go and sell the oil and pay your debts. You and your sons can live on what is left. See, the, the problem here was not the jars, or how many vessels, See, the limitation was not the supply of oil. That was not the limitation. It's how many jars she had. And it, and, and it was filled according to her faith. See, I can imagine if I would have been there, you know, how many jars, what would I have been thinking, right? Like, whoa, do I believe this, number one? Okay, I want to believe it, so 
And I'm going to bring not a jar, I'm going to bring a barrel. I'm gonna, what, can, what, what do I have that I can fill up? I mean, God says, it's about to bless me, so, man, I, what can I do? How's my faith tells me? What, what, what's my fellow taste me that I can do here? What would you have done? Maybe you've been afraid. Well, I had to ask my neighbors for this. It's going to be a weird situation. But she goes and she starts, she receives the blessing. And, and this is what I really believe uh, for us. Is that God has an, abund- an abundant uh, blessing for us. He has good plans for you. He has good plans for me. But as do we really believe in that? You know, maybe you're here today, and you're visiting, and you're getting close, and you're going to try to figure it out, your relationship with God. And what he's asking us is to, to take the first step. See, if any of you ever came and became a Christian, your life is at least twice better as it was when you first came. At least. I was thinking about my life when I first came with all my issues, with a lot of crazy stuff. My life is like, I don't know, 10 or 20 times better than what it was. Not one time. God multiplied it. God made it great. And I discovered God's plans for me, and I'm still figuring it out. And I know we all are. You know, and, and you know, I, I look in this room, and we have, we have so many talented people. You know, Lisa's not here. She's serving. But we have so many talented people in this room. See, we need to be a beacon of light for this city. You, need to, you and I need to give God the little we have and, give, and make plans and let God bless our plans. And let God multiply your plans. Not just for you, but for, for the people around us. Give God something to work with. Sometimes we said, God, help me. With what? God, guide me. Where? God, bless me. For what? Give God something to work with. Ask advice. And make sure that our plans are so big that only God can make them real. Thank you very much. At this time, we're going to pray. And you'll be dismissed after that. Uh, Heavenly Father, God, thank you very much for your word. Thank you very much for this incredible lessons. Father, we want to make plans that are successful. We don't want to have plans that, that fail. Father, we want to believe that, that you have incredible plans for us. Uh, please help us make it clear. Please make it clear in our lives what we need to do. I pray that you open doors. Uh, I pray that you make us make an impact. Help us make an impact in this city. I pray that you give us the courage to take the first step today. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. You're dismissed.